How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Reinhardt near circle up top to Montour. Montour, here comes the shot, scores! Former Saber blasted past Uko Pekalukin, and it's 3 1 Florida with 10 19 to go here in the third period. Dan Dunleavy on the call. That is your game winner from the former Sabre defenseman Brandon Montour, just near the halfway point of the third on the power play. After the Benson tripping call, the Granado extra two minutes for unsportsmanlike goes into a five-on-three, and the Panthers take advantage. It's a game-winning goal, and it's our NOCO play of the game brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. As we welcome you into the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, I'm Brian Colziel. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. 3-2 Panthers on a night when I want to talk about, again, how great Uko Pekalukunen has been. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of me that wants to talk about officiating. It was a storyline in this game for sure. Um, what is happening to Zach Benson um, on multiple occasions here throughout the season just seems to be unjustified, and we can't figure it out. But um, I think Don Granado, who obviously was annoyed at the call that happened early in the game with him and Kulikov with the race for the puck when he was called uh, for a penalty there for holding, which never occurred. Benson all year, to me, has been on the short end of the stick of what I would consider to be questionable calls. The tripping call, by the book, I guess, he's down on the ice, and Kulikov's right leg bumps into him, which causes him to fall. All right, uh, TJ, who, where are we going? I'm sorry. All right, Tage Thompson, live in Florida, as we start off here on the post game with Paul. Thanks, Brian. It seemed like a very even first period, and... Uh... Uko Pekka really seemed to stand on his head for you to keep him in the game the second, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, Upi's been playing great. Um, you know, gives us a, a chance to keep the game close and find our way back into it. And um, Yeah, I thought we played a great first. Second, I think, um, you know, they had a good push there. And, and I thought the third we controlled the game. But, um, you know, obviously it's a, a tough league, especially, you know, climbing – Climbing uphill, um, chasing a lead is, is always tough. So, kind of been uh, the ammo all year. I feel like um, chasing leads, it's not a good uh, situation to put yourself in. And obviously, it would be, uh, you know, kept us in there and, you know, give us a chance to, to claw back. As you said, you were coming on in the third, but is it a five on three just too much, especially against that hockey team? Yeah, I mean, I think special teams on both sides of it tonight weren't good enough, right? Um, no, I think. Our PK, you know, we let in a couple, and um, yeah, they're good. They're a good team. They got a good power play, and then you know, at the same time, we we get some looks on the power play, and um, thought we had some good chances, but um, obviously got to capitalize. So um, and be better in both departments. There. Do you feel like the game was over officiated a little bit? Um, I mean, I don't really want to comment on that. You know, my job is to get over the boards and and play a game, and. Uh, you know, the officiating can't change it, right? They're going to do what they do and, um, you know, may or may not have an outcome on the game sometimes, and that's beyond our control. So I think the, the last thing we can do is worry about them and um, I think that honestly just creates excuses for ourselves and um, you can always look in the mirror and do something better yourself, right? So um, obviously it sucks trying to kill a, a five-on-three, but it's the, it's the way the game went tonight, so you got to do it. 
Coach, they don't make it easy to get to the front of the net or or get there. You, you guys got both your goals that way. The uh, power play, oh, Kyle was there, and your and your goal, you went there, and you got pucks and people to the net. But that's not an, you got two that way. But that's they usually are, are pretty tough on that, aren't they? Yeah, um, I think really any team in this league, they don't. You're not going to get to the the net easy. That's why you get rewarded when you go there, and because um, you got to you got to pay a price to get there. It's not easy. Um, I think as a team we can do a lot better job of doing that, staying in there, getting second chances, and um, you know if our deer are getting their heads up at the blue line and they see there's no one in there, it's kind of tough for them to to release the puck and and shoot it. It's a, a easy save for the goalie, right? So we got to get down there and take the eyes away and and battle and fight for it. If if we want to score, if we want to win games, that's that's one of the the things we got to be better at. You got rewarded for your plays. Is something now that can get you going now that one went in for you? Yeah, I'm hoping so. Um, feel like the the game's been pretty good um getting chances and um you know sometimes you get you get ones a little lucky like that one um hopefully that can can get going obviously uh you know need to be scoring um to help our team win so um hopefully that continues that was it i mean you guys have had a three or four one goal losses to that team but you know as a group I don't want to say rivalry because it might be not exactly that, but I mean, what's it like? Just I mean, you guys obviously don't exactly like them. They don't seem to really like you, and I mean, it seems like just close games. And uh, I, I guess you guys have to feel what good about how you match up against them up to this point. Yeah, they're always all hard-fought games. Obviously, there's a there's a bitter taste in our mouth the way they left us, uh, you know, last season. And um, I think every time we play them, there's you know just that. I guess animosity between each other, and um, I think that's good. I think it, it, you know, gets the best out of out of you. At least it should. Um, you should thrive on those games and, and get excited for them. So um, I always enjoy playing against them. Um, I think a lot of guys in this room do. Obviously, want to be on the other side of it, and um, this one sucks tonight. Thanks, Tage. Ugo Pekalukinen is in the room here, Brian. So let's walk over there. Let's start with the first period. Uh, you, you guys were playing well, and that second goal goes in off a stick. I mean, there's really not much you can do about it when that happens. Uh, did you guys just feel, because you actually had a good push after that second goal. Did you just feel, hey, sometimes breaks don't go your way and let's keep playing? Yeah, that happens sometimes. You know, it's really nobody's fault. Uh, you know, Stevens, you know, job to try to cut that pass, and that's, that's what they did on that. It's it's not their fault, you know, that it, it deflects into the net. You know, that just happens sometimes. It's unlucky. But, you know, overall, I feel like we had a really good th- uh, a really good first period. You know, we, we let in two goals. But just, you know, otherwise than that, I think we played a solid first. Yeah, as a group, how were you guys feeling at the second intermission? I mean, despite some of the struggles, you guys were still only down by a goal at that point. You know, that's the thing. You know, we were only down by goal. Uh, really doesn't matter how you get there. If you're down by a goal, going to the third, you, you know, it doesn't matter how what the score is. You still have a chance to win the game, and that's all that matters at that point. And we kind of, we kind of looked into that, you know, that way going to the third. So, you know, I think it, it sucks that we lost, but you know, I think we, uh, you know, it, it was a good effort in the end. You had to feel good with the way you did hold the team in in the second period. You made a lot of great saves. So. At the end of the period, you know, you kind of helped your guys out. Make, kept it at a one-goal game going into the third. You had to feel good about that. Yeah, it felt great. It kind of is, you know, what I've been talking about. Uh, uh, what's the best part of, you know, playing well is to, you know, help help, help your teammates, help them to win. Uh, and, you know, win as a team. So, you know, that's kind of my job to, you know, try to keep the game close uh, when we're not playing maybe uh, as well as we want to. So, you know, in the end, as, as, as I said, it doesn't matter really how, how we got there, but it was one goal game uh, going to the third. Kind of a shame you had to get, they give, they got a five on three there in the third period. They're a good hockey team. Actually, they actually the best team in the league right now as far as points percentage goes. And, you know, when they get a five on three, they're going to be awfully dangerous. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's, that's kind of why it sucks to lose so much because uh, we lost, you know, maybe – it, it wasn't maybe necessarily ecstatic at like goal. You know, you you never know how that game would have gone if that they didn't score on that. But you know, in the end, we lost by one goal, uh, and that maybe is what sucks the most about this win. I think we put up a good fight. Uh, it wasn't a perfect game by any means, but kind of losing on that final three, kind of you know, it just sucks.
Thanks, Uko. Thanks. Uko Pekka-Lukinen on the postgame. Brian, back to you. Lukinen, phenomenal again, Paul. Thank you very much there. Our blue and gold locker reports you heard from Tage Thompson. You heard from Uko Pekka-Lukinen. It's brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. Lukinen in this game, tremendous. I don't know how he was not voted a star in this game, but uh, yeah. All three Panthers are your three stars. Lukanen ends up with 34 saves at the end of this game. Really impressive performance for him, uh, despite him taking home the loss. Bobrovsky ends up with 29 saves. I mentioned the stars. Might as well get to them here. Bobrovsky is star number three uh, for Florida. Kachuk, who had a goal star and an assist, star number two. And Brandon Montour, who has... The game-winning goal and two other assists. Three-point effort for him. He's star number one. So we'll give Brandon Montour tonight his three-point effort. The electric player of the game honors. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think of Ford, think of Town Ford. All right, let's go back to the room. Here's the captain, Kyle Oposo, live. Thanks, Brian. Kyle, uh, a pretty even first period. Uh, you guys uh, on that particular power play with the puck around pretty well. You got to the front of the net. You shot the puck kind of just the way you draw it up, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, just move it around. They obviously have an aggressive uh, penalty kill, a good penalty kill. So just try to break their pressure and get pucks in the net and, you know, tough to stop it if, if you got guys in front. So um, just simple and hard and direct. How are you feeling at the end of the second period? Because it wasn't your best period. Uko Pekalukin stands on his head, and you're still only down by, down by a goal. Yeah, we were fine. I mean, it's we knew that they were going to push. They pushed. Um, they played physical. Um, they played the, their game, and uh, it wasn't our best period, but it's a two-to-one hockey game. Like, you're going to get outplayed by good teams at points. You know, they're, they're a really good hockey team, and, and they push, and that's okay. And we're, we got out of it. Our goalie played extremely well to keep us in the hockey game. It's a two-one game going into the third, and we feel like we're, we're in the match. So um, we were okay. Do you know what type of game it's going to be when you play the Panthers? How tough was it the way it was kind of officiated a little bit in the third? It is what it is. I mean, the officials are uh, they're doing their best. They're not going to be perfect. Nobody is. We're not going to be perfect hockey players. They're not going to make perfect calls. And, and, I mean, you can't blame the officials. I mean, I tell my 8-year-old kid you can't blame officials for a game. So I'm not going to start doing it now. Did you feel like you guys had enough pushback to the physicality that they brought? Um, I thought some guys did. You know, we grinded. A bit. Sometimes we grinded. Sometimes we, um, you know, might have taken the easy way out a couple times. But I mean, that's the way that they play. They play hard. They play in your face, um, fast, aggressive, and they're going to hit you. And you got to know what's coming, and you just got to brace. And um, you know, you don't have to throw twenty body checks out there, but you know, take some contact. It gets you into the game. It feels, you know, you feel good. It's the type of team that it's easy to feel good against them because you know what kind of game is coming at you they're coming and that's okay and we got to be you know you got to put your big boy pants on and play a hockey game like that and I think that um you know not and we had a lot of guys doing it but um could have used more when it comes to the you know the third period Kyle when you fall down by a goal against that team they don't allow much what's the challenge like to, to try to get back in it at that point like it's just kind of old school hockey like they're going to play man on man. They're not going to let you get to the net. You got to get to the net, and you got to bang in some goals, like Tomer did. Like that's it. That's the game. And um, unfortunately, they did a better job of that than we did tonight. And um, you know, we came out on the wrong end of it. And it's it's too many times against this team over the last um, last little while. And it had been disappointing too that you have to kill off a full two minute five on three for whatever the reason. I mean, as you said, I'm not going to. You're not going to criticize the ref or whatever, but you still had to kill off a full two-minute five-on-three. Yeah, I mean, you give a, a good power play or any power play two minutes of five-on-three, they're going to score a lot of the time. So, um, you know, we just eat that one, and you know, we did a good job for a little bit. But, you know, you eat it, you're down 3-1, and you continue to push, and, and you try to get back in the game. It is what it is. And, um, you know, we just just didn't we just didn't score enough goals. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle Laposo on the post game. Brian, back to you. Thank you, Paul. That is Kyle Oposo, Sabres captain. Again, uh, taking the high road on the officials, which I would expect them to do. Um, I don't have to answer to the officials so or, or give the, 
the uh, the answer that maybe the captain's going to give. I'm going to say I thought the Sabres got the raw deal tonight. Like, I definitely, if you've listened to the post-game show regularly, you know I am not a blame the refs guy. Uh, I will frequently tell you that I just think officiating is terrible across the league. Uh, tonight, I think the Sabres got the raw deal. I do. I think Zach Benson has something out for him from the officials, and I don't know what it is. And I hate that I'm even saying this because it sounds silly to say that there would be an 18-year-old player that the officials would want to, like, I don't know, have have it out for. But it it how can it not seem that way? Just what an awful call early with that hold. One of many this year. And then the tripping call, again, like, he's interfered with, which makes him fall down. Like, watch the play. Watch the sequence. It's not just Benson diving at Kulikov to trip him. It was him being interfered with off of the puck, which doesn't get called, of course, which caused him to fall down. And then Kulikov skates into him, which makes him fall. Now, by the book, Kulikov I guess you could say, well, he was skating on that path and Benson took it away, which caused him to trip. Well, yeah, because he was pushed down without having the puck. That's interference. That should have been called first. The, the first call, you know, with Kulikov was terrible. That one at the end there, like, I, Don Granado's, I, I think at that moment, you give them that five on three, you're thinking, we're going to go down 3 1 with only 10 minutes to go to this team. It's probably over. And it, it ended up being over, even though Tage did score pretty much soon after that to make it interesting. But that might be a spot where I would say, look, um, I, I really can't blame Don too much for that because I'm sitting here just watching it on TV and like I'm getting steamed even just sitting here talking about it because I think Benson is getting the raw deal. I really do. And guess what? That's his player. And that's his young player who we know has been giving it every, you know, everything he's got here on every shift. That's why he's still playing at this level, or that's why he's playing at this level at such a young age. And when you think he's getting the raw deal, and then it happens again, even there, if they call interference with Benson getting shoved down, and then they call the trip on Benson, I can live with it because it's sawed off and it's four on four, and probably then Granado doesn't flip out, and then... Probably then there is no there and there obviously is no five on three and then there maybe we're sitting here talking about this game being in overtime or the Sabers winning in the shootout again because Lukanen's unbelievable in a shootout or something like that like we did the other night against Carolina. That matters. I mean that if that doesn't go if that call if that sequence gets officiated correctly I think the Sabers you know at the very least here it's tied and. I'm not saying they win, and I'm not saying they even necessarily deserve to win because they still only scored two. But I'm just saying it plays out differently, and maybe there is a different outcome in the end. And I hate that I'm even talking about officiating for a team that's double-digit points out of a playoff spot. But just, man, like, I don't know. If, if you're a Sabre fan and you, and you feel like Benson's got the raw deal this year, like, I, I feel for you on that. I, for if, if it was a different player even on this team, anybody else, I might just say, well, here we are again, terrible officiating, inconsistent officiating. But because it's Benson, it just seems like there's that extra trigger point for me that he's had the raw deal all year, and it happened twice tonight. So I don't blame Granado for doing it. Um, I'm going to ask Paul if he thought he agreed with Granado kind of going off knowing that maybe that extra unsportsmanlike might you know, knowing that maybe that's going to seal the game here. You give them, you give the one of the best power plays in the league a five on three for two minutes. They are going to score. I mean, Oposo's right, um, but I just I don't fully blame Granado for it. And you might disagree and say, you know, you're the coach there. You can't do that at that point because you know the game's going to be over. But I understand it. I'll at least say that for sure. I understand how Don Granado flipped out because that's his guy that I think's been getting stung with bad calls, and it happened twice tonight. And they missed two calls both times in a key situation that could have changed, changed goals for sure. And that could change the outcome of the game. And I'm not sitting here saying again that any of this changes where the Sabres are in the standings. The big picture of this season, they still can't score enough to win. They're still double digits out of a playoff spot. I'm not sitting here being all riled up about the fact that, you know, this game is going to cost them in the end the playoffs. But just in this moment right now, I understand why Granado did what he did. And yes, it leads to a five on three, which ultimately led to the game winner. And, you know, that we're, it's a 3-2 th- final because of it, for sure. 
All right, Don Granado is coming up, so we'll hear his explanation on that. We'll see how much of the high road he takes or if he's still maybe a little riled up about it, and then we'll get Paul's take on whether or not he thought Don Granado maybe should have stayed calm at that moment or if he's all right with him going off. So that's coming up here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. While we wait for the head coach and Paul, let's get our final stats in, brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. Shots in the third were 14-8 Buffalo. It ends up 37-31 Florida. Still, just what a great performance by Lukanen, stopping 18 of 18 in the second period, giving him a chance going into the third. Um, just tremendous again tonight. Lukanen makes 34 saves in the loss. Bobrovsky, who got the third star, makes 29 saves. Uh, the Sabres, one for four on the power play. Florida, two for four in this game. There are your stats. Now here's Don Granato live in Florida. Don, it looked like uh, he had a pretty even period in the first period. Uh, second period, Uko Pekalukunen plays great, and you leave the period still 2-1. to one. Uh, How are you feeling in the locker room after that with the way he played and you're still at 2-1? to one? We didn't give up much in the, in the first. I think we gave up two chances. Uh, and and um, you know, one, one, the one that ended up in that, I don't know if that was a chance. So that, that was aggravating in itself. Um, and obviously, you, you lose and you lose the way it happened is extremely ag- aggravating and uh, extremely disappointing. Uh, and I'm not talking about our players. Uh, it just what transpired there is disappointing. Just given the timing, Don, I know you want to stick up for your players, but do, do you do you regret the way that you handled it, or, or you do you feel good about? saying something at that point, given all that had gone on in the game. Well, you, you, uh, Lance, you don't feel good about anything when you when you don't win a hockey game. Uh, do I regret anything? You know, what I watched transpire in that game, uh, you know, from one minute before um, the incident where they gave Greenway a double minor, Cousins goes into Greenway. Cousins on their team. The whistle blows, initiates it by going a shoulder into Greenway's chest. Then has his hands up and protects himself. It goes down and they, they give Greenway four. Like Greenway gets four out of it. That's just that's just not right. Um, that's hard to watch. And a minute before that, you watch Kreb take punches to the head with no call whatsoever, with linesmen in between, and he's still taking punches to the head. And a second guy coming in and pulls helmet off, no call. So so it, it, that's that's extremely frustrating. At some point you get and then. Obviously, the, the the one that uh, the, the, another one that wasn't right for me, Greenway or uh, Benson's going after a puck, has a tug, gets pushed down and, and ends up tripping Mikola. There's another player involved in that too. So, very very tough night in regard to that. Uh, at some point, you gotta you, you gotta stand up for your team. You're put in that position as a coach. It's a tough position to be in. But you can't sit and watch. You, know, you, you watch so much, and at some point, you got to stand up for your team. You do. Does it make it even tougher when you know what type of game it's going to be against oh, that it, team, and then it compounds with some of the calls? A- absolutely, it makes it it makes it tough because it's it's you know this is you know you, you, you go out there you play to win, and, and I thought our guys were very very focused on that, and and again you, you're put in a, feel like you're put in a position that you got to stand up for them. So 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 they play hockey. Um, so absolutely frustrating. Even though that you guys were put in a challenging spot, Don, and citing the examples we all saw, how do you balance that with just making sure that the group doesn't use that as an excuse, right, when it comes to the process? And there's no excuse, Lance. They want to win, and they know they can win. You know, it's it's. I've told, I've said it to you guys a month and a half ago. We're in a different place right now, uh, mentally with our psyche. Our guys know, they see, they know how to win. Uh, they've 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 matured through lots of adversity and challenge this year, and uh, they're dialed in. And um, you know, I don't think that's going to change. I think they've 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 learned a lot, gone through a lot this year, gained a lot of experience, and uh, their appetite is is uh, increasing. And I think we're all watching that, and I think we could all uh, see that. And so I, I don't have any worry about that with with our group, with this group specifically. After the second goal, it looked like Eric Johnson wasn't out there. What was uh, kind of the reasoning behind that? Yeah, he, he obviously, uh, you, you know, um, not not feeling his normal self, and um, you know, that's a, we'll leave it at that. Obviously, um, challenging, but uh, just not himself right now. How'd he kind of handle that? Obviously, he's he's been around. Yeah, a I while. mean, he, he he wants to do more and, and help the team, but you know, when you're 
when you're not feeling uh, as well as you, you could be, then it's tough. He is healthy, though. Yeah, uh, it's, he's, he's relatively. Yeah, it's all that's a relative term in the National Hockey League, but yeah. Kyle says when you play that team, you got to put your big boy pants on and you got to be ready because they're going to be coming at you. And he goes, they're a good hockey team. He felt a lot of guys did, but he said some guys didn't. He goes, he'd like to see maybe more, you know, be, be, be that way. Did you feel the same way too? Yeah, I have no disappointment in, in, in really any guy. Uh, again, there was, you know, the game could have went the other way. Um, could have went the other way. So I'm not going to sit here and, and, and you know, say, talk something negative about one of our guys in that regard. I think they all they all competed they, and competed to win. My frustration is not our players, I'll tell you that. It seems like these calls go against Zach Benson kind of frequently because of not, even, not just the tripping but the holding earlier in the game. How, how do you kind of keep his head in the right space when uh, he plays the game a certain way and it seems like, you know. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up and not me, that's all. Don Granato in the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay. Well, I know how Don Granato feels. That was pretty direct, to use one of his words. Sabres head coach Don Granato, uh, that last question, asking about Don Granato, didn't want to really go much farther there. Let's go to Paul Hamilton now, live in Sunrise, Florida here. Paul, clearly Don Granato is still very frustrated, and he said, quote, my frustration is not with our players, end quote. Um, that, that's one of the most animated he's been on the bench all season there. I know fans have been looking for that. The timing of it led to the game-winning goal. How did you see it all play out, and do you understand how he, what he did? Yes and no. I understand <laughs> wanting to defend your players. If you are of the thought that you are out of the playoffs and you are done, go nuts. Um, they're not mathematically out of the playoffs. It's going to be tough, but they're not mathematically out. They they could have used a three-game winning streak turning into a four-game winning streak if they wanted to start, you know, getting up to a ten-game winning streak. And with that, he's got to control himself. Sorry, you can't put your team down when you're in a close game like that when it's two to one, and you fought and you fought and you fought and. I, I understand that, you know, Benson, as we've talked about, uh, we talked about an in intermission. For whatever reason, he gets called for goofy stuff. I don't know. The tripping penalty, I don't know if that's the right one to be mad about. I, I kind of thought that was a penalty. But the hold, there was no hold. I mean, and how many other times you can use so many examples where you're thinking to yourself, well, what did he do? You know, so I un- totally understand the frustration. You know, you you want to stand up for your 18-year-old kid, and as he says, there just comes to a point where you got to stand up for your players. Agreed. Yeah. Wait until you're wait until you're out of the playoffs. Um, if for some reason you do get back into this and you fall two points short, we're going to be talking about this, and we're going to be talking about it a lot, and. Uh, but as I said, I totally understand it. I, I understand athletic frustration. Um, it, it just gets to a point where you just blow up. He didn't. He got the opportunity to say that he were, he would regret it, and he didn't regret it. So, quite honestly, let's face it. It lost, it lost him a hockey game. In the scheme of things, will it matter? We'll find out. Yeah, I I think that's exactly the phrasing I was trying to spit out when I was saying it, Paul, is that you can't do it, but I totally understand it. When you know giving Florida a full two-minute five-on-three with how lethal they are anyway can essentially end the game for you. So that is a tough thing for them. I know there were spots, obviously, for the Sabres to maybe get a third goal here or there, but in the end, this season, we still have to talk about the fact they still just still can't score enough in big moments. They still only have two at the end of this game. So maybe even if they kill that off, or, or I'm sorry, maybe even if uh, it plays out differently and Granado keeps his cool for a moment, the Sabres still at some point need to score again, and that's not a guarantee that was coming. Hey, Brian, unfortunately, I just saw, looked at the clock, and I've got three minutes, so i got to roll. Okay. <laughs> All right, Paul. Well, we'll pick up this discussion on Thursday. Appreciate it. Good job tonight, as always. Thanks. Sounds good. Talk to you then. All right, Paul Hamilton has got to get to the team plane.
They're off to Tampa for a meeting with the Lightning tomorrow. Can't argue with that. Yes, that's for sure. That's for sure. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, I think I said what I wanted to say on that. I I understand Granado doing it. It was unfortunate timing. I I it's, I mean it, it it was it was horrible timing. <laughs> you're giving Florida. You're essentially giving Florida the game on a silver platter at that point for sure. They still scored two on a night where, obviously, if you could have gotten one more, maybe we're having a different discussion, but I, I get it. Zach Benson, to me, got the raw deal twice tonight. You know, he piled on with the double minor on Greenway or Krebs taking punches to the head. I guess I wasn't even ready to even th- add those to the list. Um, clearly vented frustration there. Don Granado was asked about it. And, and Granado is very... Um, as we know, not emotionally. He doesn't react just all the time like that. In fact, some fans would say we'd love to see a little bit more pulse from him at times. Tonight, uh, he stuck up for his players, and well, it might have cost him a game. And as Paul said, maybe at the end of the season, we'll be coming back and saying, was that the right move? Was it not the right move? Who knows? At this moment, I'll say it was. Th- I'll say I'm okay with it because them figuring out a way to get themselves into a playoff spot seems almost impossible mathematically at this point. So, you know, if this was if this was the second week of April and there's three games left and you're within two points or something like that, uh, then that can't happen. But right now, like, I don't know. Is it in the end going to matter that much? Maybe, you know, the players will be quite happy with what happened with how he stuck up for them. 3 2 the final. We'll read some tweets. What do you think? Send them in at Brian WGR here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. All right, let's uh, say goodbye to all of our local affiliates. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, you can go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on WGR, we'll get you some highlights. We'll read some tweets here on Don Granado's reaction to some questionable officiating tonight. Sabres, though, lose in Florida 3 2 in regulation. No points in the standings. We'll update you on those as well. When we return right after this on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame, thanks for listening. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Reinhardt, 39 goals on the season, worked down to the corner, hammered to the ice by Eric Johnson. That's our Clinton Collision hit of the game. Eric Johnson there. Clinton Collision, we're there when you need a repair. Welcome back to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Four, excuse me, 3-2 Florida over Buffalo. Let's get to our save of the game. Uka Pekalukin continuing to play great, keeping Buffalo in it in this game tonight. Trailing on the play, Panthers able to keep it in. Here's Rodriguez cutting to the net, drags it, and a great save by Lukanen over at the far post. One of 34 saves for Lucan in there. Our save of the game brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. All right, 3-2 Saber, or 3-2 Sabres fall to Florida, so no points in the standings. We'll update that in a moment here. Tampa is next uh, in what turns out to be, like, to me, um, it, whatever ice is thin left that you think the Sabres are standing on, um, Thursday, to me, it ends it if you lose in regulation to Tampa. That's the team right now that's holding the final wildcard spot. You have two games in hand of the Lightning and two head-to-head meetings. If you want to have any thought of maybe even thinking about going into March where these games matter, uh, you have to have the Tampa game. If you lose in regulation, um, I will definitely be talking on that post-game show about, yes, the season's now officially done. I, you know, It's probably easy to say that it is right now anyway, but... I'll be, uh, you know, in terms of whatever hope is left, I think it, it ends right there. All right, let's get our Serve Pro first response from the fans now. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's team, Luzzy, responds first and faster to any size disaster. A lot of tweets coming in on the officiating and Granado's reaction and was it the right move or the wrong move to stick up for the teammates and ultimately give Florida the game-winning goal here. All right, Colin uh, writes in here, says, this is uh, about Benson, by the way. Uh, says, this is a serious thing. He gets picked on all the time and is the first to be called for ever anything. See, it feels like it, for sure. Uh, at JJ Dan says, no one should regret sticking up for a teammate when are you getting, when you continue to keep getting the short end of the stick ad nauseum. 
It's tough when you're held accountable for every little thing, but the other side doesn't. Uh, Mitcher1717 says, Benson is a beast. I'm so mad at those calls. An 18-year-old shouldn't be doing that. That's what the refs are thinking, he says. He's actually eating up these vets in board battles, and they're getting mad at it. He's been amazing against these veterans that are, some of them, you know, much larger than him. So I would agree. I think these players are getting annoyed, and it leads to kind of some, you know, some confrontations, and then suddenly... Benson, for whatever reason, is finding himself in the box quite a bit more. Uh, at Saber Scalpel says, I 100% 1,000, I 100,000% agree. Yes, with Granado about officiating, the league desperately needs a mechanism to address, address these horrible calls that have some consequences to the officials. Then, right after it, says, however, you have to find a way to score on the power play. I'll agree with both, for sure. Uh, let's see. All right. Um, what else can we go through here? Uh, CH says uh, the NHL refs who couldn't cut it in the big leagues are showing bias against an eighteen undersized eighteen year old rookie who plays an aggressive game. I'm not shocked. Okay, that's a big comment considering a lot of some officials coming in are now former players too. Yes. Yeah, I mean. I mean, all right, well, TJ, what do you want Don Granado to do in that moment? It's 2-1, 10 minutes to go in the game. Well, just about 10 minutes to go in the game there. 2-1. Obviously, he was upset about the early Benson call. We know now he was upset about the Greenway double minor and Krebs getting punched and no call. And now Benson gets shoved down, and he's the one that gets called for the penalty. What are you doing in that moment? I mean, okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll pose this two ways. What are you doing in that moment, and what do you want Don Granado to do in that moment? I mean, knowing what I know about uh, the calls that Zach Benson has gotten all year, that's been a consistent issue where it seems like he has a target painted on his back. And for whatever reason, when things go down with and Zach Benson's in the scuffle, he's blamed when he shouldn't be. Uh, it happened multiple times tonight. It's happened in multiple games prior. I think... With all of that in my back pocket and knowing that my guy keeps getting called for no reason at all, I think I go off too. Should Don have gone off? I don't know what the threshold is for uh, getting a penalty or getting tossed. I, you and I were talking off air here that Sheldon, Ca- Sheldon Keefe got tossed in a game uh, maybe a few weeks back. No, tonight I think tonight, it was. So, okay, yeah. so I got called tonight. Yeah. So maybe just something going around the league. I don't know, but... I, yeah, think Sheldon, that, I think in that moment you need, as an NHL coach, still with a minuscule chance at the playoffs, maybe you need to keep your cool. But again, I've never really seen repercussions for coaches screaming at an official. So it's interesting that all of a sudden that's a thing. Well, here's the thing, too. Don Cardano never does it. Right. I mean, we've seen, you know, the Laviolettes, the Tortorellas of the world, you know, the Brindamores, just, they just run their mouth the whole game. So, I mean, is it just because it's not his thing, it was surprising? I mean, that shouldn't be how you judge it. By the way, just to to, to fully update the Sheldon Keefe situation, he got ejected in Toronto. Um, basically, Keefe um, was looking you know how the coaches look down at the monitor on the floor just to kind of look at the thing. He just yells out, hey, he effing fell by himself. I, I feel like, you know, there might be more to it. Them just yelling out a, an F-bomb and saying yelling about the calls, like I feel like don't coaches do that every single time? Like It doesn't seem like that's unique. But Keefe got ejected. I don't know. I don't know if something was sent legal. Obviously, there will be emphasis on official yeah. abuse, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. But I do like how Don painted it as just he was posed the question if Zach Benson has a target on his back and him more or less saying, I'm glad I didn't have to say it. Right. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like I'm basically saying I'm glad the reporter said it and I'm not I'm not denying it. Because he knows he saying. can't. He knows he can't. He knows he'll have a nice letter from the league in his in his mailbox, but Yeah. Yeah, and he's thinking I, I may yeah, not only get a letter and maybe get a fine with it too. But I mean I'm always okay with him sticking up for his team, for sure. Um, In that spot, does it cost him a goal, which that goal ends up costing you the game? 
Maybe it did. I don't know. But I guess I'd like to say, TJ, that this moment, I, I know you're like, well, look at the standings. Look how important the points are right now. I guess I want to say I'll, 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 partially like rip, I'll partially throw blame at the Sabres to allow this moment to happen. Like, look, you've put yourself in this hole. Right. Four, five months of bad hockey has put you in this spot that all of it, guess what? You're a coach, you're a human being. This has been happening all year. And, you know, for a rare instance, Don Granado goes off on the officials. It leads to a goal that ends up costing you a game. But, you know, in the end here, I, I think I still want my coach to do that. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you there. I think and I'll, in that and I'll, moment I'll, he had... I think in that moment he has to, especially since it was the second time it happened in the game. Right. And then I'll go ahead and blame him and the team for saying, look, if you want to, if, if, if anybody wants to pick holes at saying, well, hey, you cost him the game, this was an important spot or whatever. No, I'm going to blame October, November, December, January, and February for that. Like, <laughs> okay, like, yes, in this moment it was a goal, and I know it was the game winner, and directly maybe that ends up winning it for Florida. But... I know it's meaningful in the standings at this moment, but guess when it was meaningful? Opening night, when you were terrible against the Rangers. That two points that you gave up right there, too, is same two points you lost tonight. And then the next game against the Islanders, another horrid performance, that was also two points you could have had. So, in the end, I want, I guess I'm, I'm still, I'm, you know, as, as we're trying to talk this out here, did you want Granado to do it? Did you not want him to do it? As, as we talk this out here over the course of the postgame, I'm, I'm starting to lean more on the side with that I want him to do that. I want him to stick up for his players. When he thinks they're being, you know, unjustly called, which I really think they were, and Zach Benson especially, I think I'm okay with it. That's one of those, you know, Paul always says, that's one of those penalties you take and you say, go kill it off. Now, it was a five on three. That really is what made it tough to do. But I think it's a separate argument. This team is where it's at, and they're in trouble because of what I just said. October, November, December, January, February. Like, like that is, that's why. Not just because Don Granato yelled at an official. Was it, in this game, was it poor timing in terms of the result? I guess it ended up being that. So maybe you can't have both, right? You can't say you want your coach to show vigor and stick up for his teammates and be passionate and all this sort of stuff. But then at the same time, I, you cannot cannot then say, well, he's got to know in this moment right now that this is an important that was an important sequence in the game. Like there, there pick one. Been, you yeah. can't have both. And there have right. definitely been a few times where that has been a criticism of Don, where people wish right. he would get more into it. So now he does, and now he goes too far. Apparently, yeah. No, I I agree. I think it's been a criticism of ground. Listen, I've been in the arena quite a time, quite a few times where I've thought the Sabers were were you know getting a bad job on the ice with officiating and I stare down at the bench and he's like a statue and I'm sitting there saying can you at least show show your players that you're a little bothered by it so that you can maybe kind of motivate them a little here like so I'll be front to say front to say that that is something that I've thought about I'm sure fans in that you know building that watch every game have thought about that too so uh, I can't sit here then and say like oh he shouldn't have done that like because I, I would be contradictory to myself I am definitely not a you have to have a screamer coach to win. Um, but when you feel your team is being unjustified, you should stick up for them. Whether somebody takes a cheap shot at you in the ice and you're the one that jumps in for your teammate, you know, we can circle back to Martin or Milan Lucic against Ryan Miller if we want to go back all the way, right? I do wonder if he <laughs> wants to try to set an example that you shouldn't lose your cool in those situations. Uh, just thinking back on it, maybe rationally, um, and like like I said before, maybe tonight was sort of the point of no return with that it just keeps happening. It happened twice, so I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, we got lots of tweets coming in. I'm sure maybe tomorrow uh, the morning show will have a little bit more on this for sure. Uh, injury report next brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Eric Johnson only played 331, six shifts. Don Granado did say, look, he's not feeling himself. Was followed up by saying, is he actually injured? And he's like, well, you know, relatively healthy. So he obviously didn't feel like Johnson was happy with where his game was at and had him sit the rest of the night. So that's why we only saw Johnson for 331. Darlene, by the way, remember that streak? What was it? 
six in a row. Now seven in a row where he's played 29-plus minutes. Tonight he plays 30 minutes and 29 seconds in a regulation game, more than half. Darlene just keeps racking up those points. Uh, also, injury-wise, Jeff Skinner, we knew was a question mark coming into the game, a game-time decision. He ends up playing, so it looks like he was fully healthy, a plus one, 19 and a half minutes, two shots. So looked like Skinner got through that game, no problem. So that is good news there on the injury front. 3-2 Florida, Brian Colziel here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. TJ Luckman, our network producer, Paul Hamilton, our reporter, Kyle Powell on our social media. Thanks for being with us here. Uh, all right, so the standings, obviously the Sabres don't get any points. Uh, let's get a quick check of the scoreboard, and then we'll update you on what happened with the standings. Our scores brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. 12 games tonight, of course, including the Panthers' 3-2 win over the Sabres. No help in Detroit. The Red Wings remain red hot. They've won now six in a row. They roll Washington by a score of 8 to three, Patrick Kane, two more points in that game as uh, the Wings just continue to pile up wins. Other finals, Montreal defeating Arizona, 4-2. to two. Philadelphia beating Tampa, so that's a little helpful in some sense. Tampa's holding the second wildcard team down, 6-2 to two the final there. Toronto at home losing to, to Vegas, 6-2. to two. Jonathan Marcheseau with two goals for the Golden Knights. Vegas will be here in Buffalo on Saturday. No Eichel yet wearing a red contact, uh, red no contact jersey in practice. We'll not see yet uh, if Eichel is in the game on Saturday or not. Hurricanes win in Minnesota over the Wild in regulation 3-2. to uh, Ottawa falling in Nashville 4-1 to the Preds. Final in Winnipeg, the Jets beat the Blues 4-2. Gary Bettman, by the way, was in Winnipeg today talking a little bit about the lack of attendance for Jets games, encouraging Jet fans to get there, saying, hey, you don't have anything to worry about. Winnipeg's going nowhere, but start showing up for games. That's kind of what he said. Uh, through two in Calgary, Flames and Kings are tied two apiece. Halfway through the second period in Colorado, the Avalanche lead the Stars 2-1. Minutes ago in the first period in Vancouver, the Canucks already have a pair of goals, and they lead the Penguins 2-0. And just underway out in San Jose, Sharks and Devils scoreless. Lindy Ruff kind of under fire as well. Yes, I've seen tweets fans are saying bring back Lindy Ruff. Well, he has to get fired first, as does Jan Granato, before we can truly have that discussion. All right, so there is your look at the scores. What's it mean for the standings? Well, Detroit wins. They go to 72. Detroit, by the way, can start thinking about third place. They're only two points back of Toronto. How about that? So the Wings have 72. Then Tampa's in wildcard two with 69. So there's the end of the playoffs right there. Tampa with 69. Then we go for the teams that are on the outside looking in. Washington, 63. New Jersey and New York Islanders, 62. Pittsburgh, 60. And Buffalo, 58. Capitals lost. Devils playing right now. Penguins uh, have won two straight. So that's why they're two points ahead of Buffalo. So there's your look at the standings. Sabres. 11 back of Tampa. Now, two games in hand and two head-to-heads. Want to just play this out in your head? Here we go. Let's say they win both games in hand. Well, now you're within... It was 11, so now you're within seven. You win the two head-to-head, now you're within three. Okay. That seems doable, right? They could beat Tampa twice, but... Uh, what are you going to do with Pittsburgh, the Islanders, the Devils, and the Caps? you got to make sure you pass all them, too, at some point. And that's the thing we've been repeating at nauseum here about the standings, is that it's not just solely about catching Tampa. It's that you have to pass Pittsburgh and New Jersey and New York and Washington along the way in order to get to Tampa. And that's the tough part. No points tonight for the Sabres. They'll be looking uh, for two points in Tampa. That's going to be a monster game. For me, again, if there's any, any hope of maybe making March interesting. You've got to have this game against Tampa on Thursday night. 7 o'clock puck drop. Uh, We'll have the pregame at 6 right here on WGR. And then uh, at 7 o'clock, of course, everybody with the play-by-play with Dan and Rob on the Sabres radio network. For more on this game tonight, you can go to Kyle Powell's game story, WGR550.com. And, uh, of course, we encourage you to tune in tomorrow morning, bright and early at 6 a.m. for our morning show with... uh, Jeremy and Joe, and then, you know, Sal's doing the extra point show from the Combine, so lots of good stuff there uh, throughout the day.
All right, we'll put a wrap here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. 3-2, Florida over Buffalo. Thanks to TJ Luckman, our network producer. Kyle Powell on our social media. Paul Hamilton, our reporter. Tom Maddie is our engineer. Chopin the Bulldog on the pregame. And our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. I'm Brian Colziel, the final again from Sunrise, Florida. Panthers 3, Sabres 2. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you again Thursday night with the Tampa Bay Lightning, the opponent, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.